The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. That's right. It is Tuesday, September 12th, and today is National Day of Encouragement Day, Gretchen. It's also National Hug and High Five Day, National Video Games Day, because you can't play video games without giving your friends high fives, and National Just One Human Family Day. That's right. We're all our human beings, and National report Medicare fraud day because like, apparently the government loves a snitch and national ants on a log day Gretchen that's like raisins and peanut buttering celery or something like that that sounds awful uh, that's what I thought too but you know what they, they saved they saved the best for last because today is also national chocolate milkshake day what do you think about that well, yeah, yeah, love me some milkshakes I made with bet, almond milk. I bet. I love I a bet. black white shake, though. Oh, boy. The frosty a milkshake? Mm hmm. No, it's not a milkshake. It's a frosty. It's, it's, they're it's those, they're all the same thing. It's one's, too thick. One's colder than the other. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And uh, ultimately, we'll be on a whole bunch of other platforms, but we're still working on that coding. Um, but nonetheless, we, yes. Zaza, are you going to cover a story today? Are you going to cover that story today? No? We don't know? Oh, you're muted. Yeah, I'm mute, Zaza. Oh, Zaza. Zaza's on mute. Would you like me to? Um, I, I, I think it would be fantastic if you covered that story today. That would be amazing. I, I would like to cover that story. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Then we are going to kick it off with Miss Zaza Simone Brown. She is out there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. oh you don't want to go that? first? All right. I'm not ready. All right. No. no okay. No problem. Give me a minute. Easy peasy. Easy, easy, easy. I will. Easy, easy peasy. We're going to kick it off with Gretchen. She's the feisty redheaded conservative that's been traveling all throughout Northern California, who happens to be in my old hood over in the WC at a nice little B&B, &B, just flaunting around with Nicole, smoking outdoor booth weed. That's right. It is the founder of Panoptic Strategies, our very own. That's right. It is Gretchen Gailey. All right, Chagoff. Number one, we're smoking the best. 
homegrown outdoor F you in your indoor booth. That's an oxymoron best outdoor. Look at look at what Nicole got. She's so excited. Oh, she that shit's good. That is stuff that's good. Water, what flavor is um, it though? Water what? hash rosin, the best on the planet. What flavor is it though? Because some of their flavors it are better than other ones. GMO and Stranana. Uh, there's those, those are good. I will I will say that those those jars are good. You just compliment some weed, Jason? No, I complimented mm -hmm. some rosin. Rosin, not weed. It's <laughs> rosin. Ice water hash rosin. Whew. Yeah, it's rosin. Yep. Yeah. Fan, big fan. Made from sun-grown outdoor flowers, though. Let's be clear. That's that. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all good. I'm fine with concentrates being made from outdoor. I have no problem with that. Okay. All right. Good times. Here's my headline. <clears throat> Bear with me. I'm faking it this morning. Here are the marijuana and psychedelic reform measures Congress will begin to consider this week. This is coming from Marijuana Moment. Key House Committee is set to take up large-scale spending legislation this week, and members will be deciding on multiple marijuana and psychedelic amendments filed by bipartisan members in recent weeks. House Rules Committee will meet on Tuesday, today, to take up an appropriations bill covering the DOD, Department of Defense, for all you non-Washington insiders. Uh, one of several spending packages the lawmakers are hoping to committee makes the final call on whether amendments can proceed to votes on the House floor. Yada, 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 yada. I'm just going to read the amendments. Okay. Representatives Robert Garcia and Earl Blumenauer are proposing block funding for marijuana testing of federal job applicants in states where they have legalized marijuana use. Representative Matt Gates, Jason's BFF and closeted lover, prohibits federal funds from being used for cannabis testing for enlistment or commission in certain armed forces. Representatives Blumenauer, Mickey Sherrill, and Dave Joyce want to decrease funding for operations and maintenance army and increase funding for military personnel. Army to support and expand the Army's recruitment initiative to waive the prohibition on enlistees disqualified for tetrahydrocannabinol. Representative Dan Shaw would like to provide funding for the Defense Health Agency to submit a report to Congress on options to ensure that active duty service members who are suffering from traumatic brain injuries and post-traumatic stress disorder are able to participate in clinical trials under the Department of Veteran Affairs for the purposes of studying the effectiveness of psychedelic substances. Representatives Morgan Luttrell and Dan Cranshaw have also provided for $15 million in funding for the DoD. Uh, psychedelic Medical Clinical Trials reduces funding by $15 million to RDTE. Don't know what that is. Specifically, Emerging Technology Initiatives, Weapons, Ammunition, Energy Development, and Army Test Range Facilities. When it comes to uh, agriculture and FDA spending bills, we got Garcia and Goldman want to block funding for marijuana testing of federal job applicants in states which have legalized marijuana use. Uh, Representative Jen Keegans would like to increase and decrease funding for the FDA by a million dollars to express the intent that FDA begin requiring drug manufacturers to label prescribed pharmaceuticals with any known drug interactions with marijuana. Good luck. Right. DHS, for them, they would, uh, Garcia and Earl are once again proposing to block funding for marijuana testing of federal job applicants in states which have legalized marijuana use. And for state foreign operations, Garcia would also, again, like to block funding for marijuana testing of federal job applicants in states which have legalized marijuana use. Uh, if you notice, Garcia, he has his bill put forward in all of these spending bills, um, and that is because his uh, proposal to block uh, federal testing for job applicants 
crosses a number of agencies. And so that's why it's there a bunch of times. So I think it'll be interesting to see if that one goes up. Um, Gates, no shot in hell of stopping testing on troops. Other guys, we'll see. I think there will be, I think there will be an appetite for psychedelic uh, research, um, perhaps in the VA, uh, things of that nature. Um, but it'll also be interesting to look at how the proposal of Schedule 3 may bring new folks to the table on discussing these things. Um, and so I think it could be a possibility that Garcia's uh, legislation gets through to ban federal testing of state employees. State federal employees, yada yada. This is Gretchen for Hide Nine News. What what would be an example of a state federal employee, Gretchen? Uh, a federal DMV employee. worker? No, that's a, a state employee. A DMV worker. DMV is a state employee. No, like Nicole. Listen to Nicole. Post, Post office. office. That's a federal worker. Yeah, but that's not a state worker. That's a federal employee. No, but I mean in the states. So they're like in DC. You get to. Uh, I, I see. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're saying you're saying they're in a federal employee that works in a in particular state. Yes. That's housed there. Yeah. Not sure. not necessarily in the district as being a federal employee. Right. Okay. Stopped uh, testing for cannabis in Nevada on all job applications, not just federal or governmental jobs. Well, if you're, if you're doing a federal job test, you're still going to be subject to the drug test if they're saying it, regardless of what Nevada says, though, Todd. Well, is it a state thing or is it a federal thing? Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends on it depends right. on who's hiring you, who's cutting the check. So if you get hired by the Nevada FBI, mm-hmm. right, um, are they going to test? Well, if you're getting hired by the FBI, it's yes, they're going to test you. Todd, if so you... Feds can do what they want. Yeah, feds do whatever they want. And then if you're getting hired by the state of Nevada to fight crime in some form or fashion, now, then you would not be subject also, to that. This, this provision is just for states that have legalized. So That's if you're fine. a mailman sitting in Iowa, you're effed. You're still getting tested. Hold on, but 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 this would this would qualify for all states that have some form of medical on the books. And so therefore right. all of these employees could qualify to be patients if they met the certain medical criteria in each different state then too. Correct. All I'm saying is there are 12 states that currently don't have medical. So they would not be applicable here. Those would be considered the minority states, Gretchen. Who you call them minority states? Those would be considered minority states because there's only 12 of them. All right, you're just being weird. I don't know where that's coming from, Chief. Just saying. No one ever has used that term other than Jason Bass sitting did. on the front lawn of Mar-a-Lago. That's right. That's right. Minority states. They test for other drugs? Did it mention that, or is it just all about uh, cannabis? This is just all about cannabis. But mind you, I mean, I was always subject to testing when I was on the Hill, and I never got tested once. Um, I don't know anyone who's ever been tested for. You don't know anyone that's ever been tested? No one, no one you know, job? No. ever had to go pee in a cup? Nope. Interesting. Except maybe those working at Joe Biden's White House and they're looking for, you know, who dropped the bag? Hunter's yeah, Coke. I Hunter's don't know. Coke. Yep. Yep. Who dropped the bag? Mm-hmm. Who dropped the bag? We know. We fucked we, up the party. You gonna show up to the party without the party? You know what I? You know what I bet it did because it was in that little cubby hole. I bet it. I bet he like had his phone in there and he took his phone out to set it down there and he picked up the baggie and it was stuck to his phone and the straw and he just set it down and didn't even realize it in the little cubby space. That's what I'm betting happened. Anyway, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, a number of these provisions have block, been blocked many times before. So I am interested to see if the suggestion of Schedule 3 might open up some minds and push it forward. Schedule 3 is a step backwards for the cannabis industry. I understand. We hate it. I got it. I'm okay. saying in the sweet, cute little minds of D.C. folks who don't know better, they're going to be like, oh, it's not so bad anymore. That's sure, when they, we'll pass that. It's when they say ignorance is bliss, right, Gretchen? Mm-hmm. You know all about that. <laughs> yeah, I know all kinds of fancy sayings. That is correct, Gretchen. <laughs> Lots of fancy sayings. What do you What do you think about all this, Nicole? You sitting over there next to Gretchen, getting all this like government intelligence over there, I hanging mean, around. I mean, I think that um, it makes sense. This is, you know, kind of where we're going. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes sense. It makes sense. So it probably won't ever happen. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fair exactly, enough. Exactly, because we don't use common sense around here. If common sense was so common, dot, 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 is what right, I like right. to say. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then again, if we go by logic that I've used before, where the feds aren't going to do jack till it's legalized, then none of this is happening. So, yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Gretchen, you're using logic. Well, I'm not in D.C. right now, so. I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous if Gretchen is using logic. logic for you. It's rubbing off on me. Oh, man. Gretchen's turning into a progressive. Uh, I got to get back to the swamp. <laughs> Need to go get baptized in the swamp. That's right. Oh, man. you Are you ready, Zaza? Are you ready, Zaza? Yeah, you you're think so? Muted. You're, you're on mute. You're on mute, Zaza. I'm off mute. All right, there Good we morning. go. Good morning. The intro, Jason, before she can go. Slow down, slow down. I just wanted to make sure that she was ready because we're going to go to a commercial, and when we come back, we're going to go right oh. into Zaza Simone Brown. How's it going guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh yeah, coming up next. That's right. It is the woman that works behind the scenes for Hyatt Nine News on the regular and is having her on-screen debut today for all of you. She's live and direct from Arizona and a Brooklyn native. And here is none other than the Zaza Simone Brown. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Um, Today, my story is coming from the Green Market Report. And the headline reads, True Leave files racketeering lawsuit against former employees and vendors in Arizona. Hmm. So the company says that commercial bribery schemes started in 2020 and 2021, something that most of us are aware of. There was a huge scheme that went on here in Arizona. So the Florida-based True Leave Cannabis Corporation filed a civil lawsuit against two of his former purchasing managers in Arizona, as well as five other Arizona business businesses, alleging they engaged in kickback schemes that gave the brands access to valuable shelf space at the company's 21 marijuana shops. So you hear True Leaf has 21 marijuana shops here in Arizona. The two former employees, Randall Ubenrick, Uber Reckon and Daniel Hershack 
began a commercial bribery plot as much as three years ago, or according to the lawsuit, which was filed on August 24th of this year, Maricopa, Mar- Maricopa County Courts. Trueleave alleges that the pair received nearly $1 million through the company that says that they could, that it could be higher um, because they were getting kickbacks from a couple of different companies. The defendants in the case include Your Way Cannabis Brands, who does Venom Extracts, which I'm familiar with here in, in Arizona, and Natural Wonders licensed dispensary chain and healing resources and consulting a hemp company. Truly said that in the lawsuit that each of the companies listed had paid the two in exchange for shelf space at its dispensaries. So it's a lot of that going on here in Arizona where we have uh, a certain amount of owners that own all of the dispensaries. And so they have partnered up with these brands. And so now they're having problems because the brands are probably the only ones that are in these shops that are selling. So they said it's an underlying problem that led to the lawsuit. According to the complaint, it is that there's robust competition for shelf space at relatively few legal marijuana stores in Arizona, because we only have 143 of them here. The robust nature of Arizona's retail cannabis market, combined with the limited number of available open retail dispensaries, has created competition among entities and individuals to have their cannabis and cannabis products placed into licensed retail dispensaries for sale, the suit says. With the acquisition that Harvest had last year, they were employing both those men and one was hired in 2018, and he quickly rose to senior medication procurement manager in 2022, and then he resigned after he got that position. So the other guy, Hershek, began at Harvest in 2019 as an assistant buyer, and then he was quickly promoted to medicated procurement manager in February of 2022. He he reported directly to Uber Reckon before he was terminated in May of last year. So they had the means, the methods, and the opportunity to carry out a plan because they controlled and decided which cannabis products plaintiffs purchased from third parties on a wholesale basis for sale at Harvest True Leaves Arizona Retail Dispensary, the lawsuit says. So just to sum this up, We have quite a few lawsuits going on here in Arizona. Some of them are from the dispensary owners. Some are from social equity applicants that won licenses. Some are from social equity applicants who have not won licenses, who felt like the whole system here in Arizona was a scam. So here we just have one more lawsuit, and now it's coming from the dispensary owners. So. I don't know what's going to be the outcome of this, but it just shows a case of everything that's going on here in Arizona with the scam that's trying to unfold. What do my correspondents, my fellow correspondents have to say about this? And what do you think about just another lawsuit? And this one happened to be for racketeering. Oh, I was I was going to go into that one, Zaza. Yeah, because it says the suit accuses all involved of civil racketeering, fraud, negligent, 
uh, excuse me, negligent misinterpretation, or excuse me, misrepresentation, civil conspiracy, and aiding and abetting. There's also a count of consumer fraud levied against Your Way Cannabis and its affiliates and Nature's Wonder and Healing Resources and courts of un and, and and counts of unjust enrichment and breach of fiduciary duty against Ubrecken and Hirashak. And there is no uh, hearing that is yet to be said in the case. But I love I love this true leave company spokesperson comment in this article. I don't know if you if you caught this, Zaza, but this is this is one of my favorites. They say Florida-based MSO Trueleaf says uh, continues to be a leader in the regulated cannabis industry, and as such, we have a responsibility to hold bad actors accountable. They said, "Oh man, maybe, maybe, maybe they should go and look into their respiratory I situations." You, I think it is too. I think it's a total PR stunt. I think. I mean, well, we have a lot of bad actors here in Arizona. So it's it's really hard to pick out who they are, but they are all the same ones from the beginning. So mm-hmm. from 2010 to present day, the same bad actors are still in play in our state. Yeah, or some of the laws, is, some of the laws in Arizona allow for bad actors. Right? You, mm-hmm. for a bad actor, you pay a fine, then you go back to work. Yeah, and, and that's what happens. I mean, I'm, I mean, Gretchen, how much of this too do you think that might just be a, a trick out of DC's playbook, where this is just simply a distraction to have everybody looking over here when they're really doing something even worse over there? Well, I would not go that far. I think what it is is them being proactive to get ahead of a scandal that might, you know, hurt their interests. So to show we're going over mm-hmm. after our employees who were bad, blah blah blah. That's them getting out in front of this, which you should. Always get out in front of the scandal. Don't hide it. Get out in front of it. They didn't take that advice in Massachusetts. Well, they're idiots there. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. I'm just, just saying. saying. It's just never the cover-up. It's always the cover-up. It's never the crime. It's, it's always, always the cover-up. It's always the cover-up. So do you guys hear frequently of companies suing their employees? No, that's why I, I think this is, is them trying this to be proactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flip. Yeah. Yep. To say this wasn't us, this was bad actors, because mm-hmm. they don't want to get wrapped up in some racketeering junk. I think they're just detracting. I think they're just detracting, trying to just detracting throw, throw what? it. What are they hiding, Jason? I think they're just throwing a smoke screen up, a smoke screen up so they can say, hey, we're not that bad. We did this. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Just watch. Uh-huh. Just watch. There's gonna be more, there's gonna be more proof in this pudding, I'll tell you that much. We'll see. Well, I will definitely keep you updated with what happens with this lawsuit. Please, without a doubt, without a doubt, I can't wait to see what goes on with this. And uh, hopefully someone gets deposed and we can get some actual real truth to all of this. What do you think, Gretchen? Sure, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, I'm not used to having to think this early. You're not used to having to think this early? I'm used to, like, I get my brain functioning by noon before I have to (laughs) start talking. So you're saying you got all mush brain right now? Mm-hmm. It's all this wonderful outdoor sun grown I'm getting here. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's definitely That's clouding right. your brain with all that pollen and all that. <laughs> all this fresh air. All it's that, weird. All that boof. All that boof in the air. Oh, man. I feel bad for you guys. You guys got to <laughs> breathe in all those, all those toxic terps outdoorness. 
But nonetheless, I have a little story for you. I think you guys will enjoy this. Are we going to get to intro you? you? Do you want to intro me, Gretchen? <laughs> I asked you that. I asked you if you women love to intro me. Go ahead, Gretchen. I know we do. Yep. Uh, F it. I don't know what the hell I was going to say. Yeah, Go for it. Highest Republican. Dog clothes hater. <laughs> you are. Bad, bad, bad dog clothes hater. Indoor booth lover. Uh -huh. Everyone's favorite. That's Jason right. Beck. That's right. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for that, Gretchen. That was a fantastic <laughs> job. We are so excited to have you back with us. Even if you're since you're in Walnut Creek, you should probably go by and go and uh, say hello to my mom for me. I, I want. What about your aunt? I want to meet your aunt. It's my aunt's farther away, but my mom is like twenty minutes from you. All right. Well. Yeah. Set it up. My my aunt's a couple hours away, but mm. not, my aunt's a little pistol. But nonetheless, you're gonna love this, Gretchen. You are gonna love yes. this, okay? Because the DEA ahead a head person from the DEA says that they misspoke about. The Biden letter directing marijuana scheduling review, the Justice Department says. Oh, oh, boy. The head of the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, misspoke when she said President Joe Biden sent a letter, in quotation marks, to top agencies directing a marijuana scheduling review, according to the Justice Department. Prior to the U.S. Health and Human Services, HHS, making a cannabis rescheduling recommendation last month, DEA Administrator Annie Milligram, Stop. Her name is not that. M I L. It's Milgram. It's Milgram. But like, I just want to put the I in there because then it would be Milligram. <laughs> said during a that House Judiciary awesome. Committee subcommittee hearing in late July that the president had sent a letter to the Secretary of HHS and the Attorney General to ask for the scheduling descheduling process to begin. The assertion raised some eyebrows as the administrative mechanisms behind the ongoing scheduling review are not widely understood following the July hearing. Attorney Matt Zorn filed a Freedom of Information Act, a FOIA request with the DOJ and HHS seeking a copy of the letter um, and that Milligram re referenced. And the head of the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, misspoke when she said President Joe Biden sent a letter to top agencies directing a marijuana scheduling review, according to the Justice Department. I can't imagine what Kim Jong-Pierre is going to have to say about this. But nonetheless, because she was just the other day saying how the the Biden administration supports medical cannabis so much and always has from the beginning. But nonetheless, prior to the U.S. Health and Human Services making a cannabis rescheduling recommendation last month, DA Administrator Annie Milligram said during a House Judiciary Subcommittee hearing in late July that the president had sent a letter to the secretary of HHS and the attorney general to ask for the scheduling descheduling process to begin in quotation marks. The assertion raised some eyebrows for as administrative mechanisms behind the ongoing scheduling review are not widely understood. Following the July hearing, attorney Matt Zorn filed the Freedom of Information Act FOIA request on DOJ seeking a copy of the letter, and HHS responded last month saying it conducted a search and determined that there are no records in response to the request. Oh, not surprised. Then last week, the Justice Department sent another reply to Zorn, stating that it had consulted with DEA, which in turn explained that the administrator was referencing the president's statement on October 6, 2022. In other words, the replies say there was never a separate letter from the Biden 
to DOJ and HHS. Rather, Milligram was apparently referencing the public statement from the president announcing the scheduling review directive, as well as a mass pardon for people who committed federal marijuana possession offenses. Given that both HHS and DEA had statements ready when Biden made his October announcement, it stands to reason that there was some level of communication with the agencies in advance, but um, eventually that did not come in the form of a letter from the president, as previously reported by a number of different people. Regardless of how the administrative process began, however, the question now is what will ultimately come of the marijuana scheduling review. HHS has completed its end of process, providing scientific findings and a recommendation to move cannabis from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 of the Controlled Substances Act, giving it too big pharmaceutical. And the DEA is now carrying out its own review before making the final call. Because DEA has jurisdiction over the CSA, uh, it is not bound to follow through on the health agency's recommendation, but some feel the scientific uh, conclusion, in addition to political and public pressure, will influence the DEA to make some kind of a change. These people obviously don't know anything about the DEA and how they operate, but nonetheless, Zorn and the attorney who investigated the supposed letter from Biden directed the blog post about DOJ's response to Representative Matt Gates, the congressman who inquired about the scheduling review during the July hearing with DEA's Milgram. And Gates also sent a follow-up letter to DEA administrator late last month, similarly requesting a copy of the letter she referenced. The congressman has separately expressed concern that simply moving marijuana to Schedule 3 may inadvertently lead the pharmaceutical industry to overtake the cannabis industry, which is exactly what I have been telling you guys this whole time. So Matt Gates hitting the nail on the head. And the head of the Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, misspoke when she said President Biden sent the letter, and yada, yada, yada. This thing goes on and on and on. You can read the full article over at our website at www.highandnewsnews.com. But apparently, there was no letter, Gretchen. What do you Who think? Who announced it? Did the DOJ announce it, or did the White House announce it? Well, the DOJ, the, DOJ, the DOJ referenced it in that hearing back in July. Are you but asking I mean, when who the, initially initiated uh, the review? No, the letter. No, they're, they're talking about the, the letter. When the big announcement came out, yeah. when, when it was big news like yeah. a week ago, you know, right. Schedule 3, Schedule 1. Right? So uh, who who made that announcement? That Joe Biden. HHS. Joe Biden made that announcement initially to, to start no, the process. We are confusing two things here. Todd is asking who decided to go Schedule 3. That's HHS. The okay. letter is in reference to Biden asking for HHS to do right. the review. So that never happened. And misspoke in Washington speak is what you throw out there when you don't want to say I committed perjury. That's what you put out. That's what you I put misspoke. out. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was so confused. I thought I had a letter. I thought the U.S. Postal Service dropped this letter off, but I guess it got misfiled and thrown out in the trash, and we don't have any review of it, and your FOIA request is herefore denied. That's basically what they said. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, right, Gretchen? You with me on that? Sure, I'll buy that. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Gretchen is buying what I'm selling. You guys believe that. Look at that. <laughs> right. Oh, Doesn't man. Often. That's right. Gretchen Wait is on the... down, Adam. You should, you should note this, Dave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gretchen's on the West Coast, so she's getting a little bit of dose of reality today. Oh, please. <laughs> avocado eating. Mm -hmm. you get, did, you, did you get I your avocado toast? I'm sorry. I love avocado. It's got this weird texture. Ugh. 
Oh man, it's so good. It's so good. She likes oysters. Yummy. I like eat it for breakfast. Eat it every day. They're really good. They're really good for females. Really good in general. Yeah. Right. For anybody. You don't have to be male or female. I'm just saying they're even better for females than they are for males. Right. Just saying. Coming from Simon, who tells us old ladies how to say hi again. Simon, you with us? You you with us, Simon? Can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, so nice of you to yes, join us today, Simone. No, uh, Was it the baby uh, morning? Doing, huh? How you doing, ladies? It must have been the, uh, saying hello to all the ladies out there. It must have been. <laughs> it must have been the kids' first day at school today, Simone. Uh, it, job was, liver? it was. I, I, I was on daddy duty today. You, you damn right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had to take my daughter to school. So God bless you guys for hanging in there and and keeping this show going without the dope dad himself here. You know. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a dope man. granddad, which makes me a dope. Yeah, dad I mean, also. I mean, I, absolutely. You got to be a dope dad to be a dope granddad. That's what I'm there's a lineage. There's a lineage as, of dopeness. I'll, I'll tell you this: as, as long as it's you're, a, as long as you're just not, as long as you're just not the dope, everything is going to be all right, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. That's right. Remember that TV commercial they used to say it was for an anti-marijuana commercial, and this is your brain on drugs. Was, why do you? No, oh, yeah. no. Why do you think they call it dope? Oh yeah, I do remember that. Uh, yes, I do. I do remember that. All I, I like the one. I like the one when the dad's like, "Where did you learn this?" And the kid's like, "I learned it from watching it's you, from Dad." You. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my son said to me. Exactly. So, uh, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we 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 got to go to a commercial. We're gonna be right back. The Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whatever you're doing, stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure that you also are subscribed to the channel. And make sure you check out our website, www.hyatt9news.com. We are going to go right on in after this to the man. That's right, Mr. Saman Razani. The man, yes, he's He's not ready. He's ready. He was born ready. (laughs) I was born ready. He was born ready. See see what I'm saying, Gretchen? You Okay. Someone is someone is with that. Okay, he's about that. I think it life. Could be purple plant magic. He's been here since you know the start of the show, but whatever. That's oh, great. I mean, I mean, hey, you know what? Look, look, look! I'm just trying. Todd Jenkins was I'm also just, here. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to keep it balanced and go, go, boy, girl, by boy, girl. So I asked you, Gretchen, if you wanted to introduce people. You said no, and so. All right. I will introduce the purple plant magic goddess who knows good weed when she gets it. I like that. Does she though? Does she though? Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's right. I get people asking me all the time. Is this good, Nicole? Is this good? I bet. And I have to explain to people how fantastic ice water hash rosin is. And and Papa's and Barclays, shout out to you again. Thanks so much for some really good medicine. All right, so my story, thank you, Gretchen, You're for welcome. the introduction. I appreciate it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my story is coming out of um, Marijuana Moment. And hold on one second. 
Let me get to it. Sorry, folks. Oh, okay, see, see, go. see, see, Nicole wasn't even ready. I was ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, uh, from Mr. Ben Adlin, one of our um, friends over there, Latin America and Caribbean countries agreed to rethink failed war on drugs, saying it's not achieving expected results. Uh, this happened over the weekend. Um, the story came out yesterday. Uh, 19 Latin American and Caribbean nations have issued a joint statement acknowledging the need to rethink the global war on drugs and instead focus on life, peace, and development. Um, under the current punitive approach, the country said at the Latin American and Caribbean Conference on Drugs over the weekend, the expected results have not been obtained when combating the world drug problem, leaving in many cases the underlying problems to be solved and exploiting and exacerbating vulnerabilities of our territories and our societies. The 17-point statement is, is backed by representatives of Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Cuba, Ecuador, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Paraguay, Peru, Dom Dominican Republic, Yes, Uruguay and Venezuela. Two of the most vocal countries calling for reform are Colombia and Mexico. Colombian President Gustavo Petro said the two nations are the biggest victims of this policy, likening the drug war to a genocide. Petro and Mexican President Andres Manuel Obrador uh, announced the summit late last year. And Obrador says, what I propose is to have a different and unified voice that defends our society, our future, and our history, and stops repeating a failed discourse. Oh, I'm sorry, this was Petro. Um, and at the closing of the conference, according, um, he said that he argued that it was wrong to look at drug control as a military problem and not as a health problem in society. Latin American nations must speak up without shame because we have nothing to hide, because those who have made the mistakes are not really us. I wonder who it is. <laughs> he noted that supply-side enforcement efforts have fueled an arms race between cartels and governments and also led to widespread corruption. Um, uh, some of the reforms that they're calling for um, is to reduce the demand for drugs, for example, through education, prevention, early intervention, treatment, recovery, and related support services. Mexican president said, we have to put the first criterion that peace is the result of justice. We have to fight first against poverty, against inequality. Plants with a traditional of a tradition of ancestral use, meanwhile, require their re-evaluation for traditional medical, industrial, and scientific uses, with a view to improving the coherence and effective implementation of the global treaty system with respect to the control of plants and their processed products. But it also recognizes the need to strengthen the control and oversight mechanisms in countries where diversion of plants of ancestral use occurs. Within Colombia, lawmakers advancing to a bill to legalize marijuana and are currently engaged in a series of debates, part of a two-year process of enacting the reform. According to the United Nations Office of Drug Control Policy, Colombia remains a chief exporter of cocaine, despite drug supply reduction activities in Colombia, such as eradication of cocoa bush and destruction of laboratories. Representative Earl Blumenhauer, um, Democrat from Oregon, who was part of a delegation that visited Colombia last year, told Marijuana Moment at the time that the one theme of his discussions with officials in the country was that the wor world has lost the war on drugs. In Mexico, meanwhile, top lawmakers have taken steps to craft and debate cannabis reform proposals for the past few years, but they've yet to get any piece of legislation across the finish line. Um, I think 
that it's a move in this right direction, this joint statement that they've made. Um, this is obviously something that we all know how it has negatively impacted these communities um, throughout the countries that were mentioned. It's going to be interesting to see how they really try to separate cocaine from cannabis um, because it has been such a large supply, a valued supply part of their supply chain. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they do that, how they actually separate it. I'm working with an organization on the ground in Mexico right now, two women advocates that are the only group on the ground in Mexico that is speaking to the government as well as speaking to the cartels. And they're trying to do that. They're trying to separate cocaine from the cannabis and bring cannabis into the marketplace and allow cannabis. And before the um, what is happening in Mexico in a couple of years, I think in 2025, is it the World Cup? I think the World Cup is coming to Mexico. Um, and so they're trying to prepare for that um, with getting legal, like getting some sort of, of a regulated system happening in Mexico right now. They're working on it. So um, so I'm, I'm very interested to hear what my fellow correspondents think about this story um, and how these countries are moving forward with drug reform. I mean, I really love the quote at the end of the article where they say that it is not achieving the attended goal. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very telling in regards to the, mm-hmm. the whole, the, the, all of the, to all of their statements. That that one quote I found the most telling. Yeah, one uh, one of the things they're going to try to do through education is stop the demand for drugs. How are they going to do that? I don't know how they're going to do that. <laughs> I know how they're going to do that. Weird statement. I yeah, mean, I the fact that. that there's an industry shows that the demand is there's never a going demand away. Demand for it, That's right. and and it said it was going to do it through education and. and um, research and so I, mean, I think reason- I think those are all just hot, hot button words. I think that's hundred percent. You know, well, well, the thing know, about oh, this, uh, the pharmacy. The <laughs> thing <laughs> about this, if they if they really wanted, if they really wanted to uh, lower drug usage in a country, they would just regulate it because once you regulate it, the drugs are not as good as they used to be, and therefore people get bored with them and go and look for something new. Well, there'll, there'll still be a black market it's for all of that stuff. I mean, I'm not like the expert here on Mexico. So, you know, anybody who like, you know, wants to chime in here. Great. But but how I've seen it play out in Mexico is like all of these illicit drugs that they're pushing across the border. They're selling freely in a lot of these pharmacies, even like I'm, I'm talking like the pharmaceutical style, like the pressed fentanyl pills. You can find mm-hmm. them in, you know, these pharmacies. You can find all the other, obviously, um, mm-hmm. anabolic steroids, everything else from, you know, over the counter to a specific, um, you know, prescribed, you know, s- control. Is that where you get all your prescribed? No, no, nah, nah, I don't. I don't really take medication. The only medication I take is is cannabis, you know, so Dude, brother. I just- I just keep it straight, straight herbal cannabis and coffee all day. You know, that's just, that's just how we do over here. But, um, but that, that's just the, that's the, that's the face they have to put on things there. Right. It's like, um, you have to, you have to elevate, you know, the street level activity a little bit for, for the tourists or else no one's going to buy the drug. So, you know, it's just, to me, this is just a, it's like obvious. It's just a facelift that's going to happen. So, um, I just don't know why it's a big deal. I mean, I don't know why it's, it's gotta be like a conversation piece. Um, the government's obviously not doing anything to combat all of that stuff. Those guys are promulgating all of this industry themselves, um, the cartels. So, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen, but uh, I mean, cool. People are gonna be able to smoke weed in Mexico freely, and uh, you know, probably not have to buy it off of like you know some dude on a street, but maybe like a dude in a small shop that's also right. like a, a smock on. 
I mean, yeah. technically, technically, that store would be on the street, so you're still buying weed from some guy on the street. Come on. Just saying. I wonder how much of this is an economic argument that these countries have just been pouring money into the war on drugs forever, and it, like they said, it's not doing it. I mean, it, F it. Obviously. Yeah. Shocking right. they've determined the war on drugs didn't work. Put it towards other things. I'm I'm shocked. So 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 which which cartel is listening to these women's groups, Nicole? Um, it's the cartels in Mexico. Which the, one? They, which they're one? They're fighting over Mexico City. A, they didn't tell me the names of the cartels, but mm. it's the cartels that are controlling the weed right now. That control the families and the land that are growing weed in Mexico. And the only way to get it from uh, from their hands and put it into the regulated system is to have conversations with them and and convince them that putting this on the market, they would still benefit because they still own the farms, they still own the lands. So we just got it. They're sitting down convincing them that, look, this is going to be beneficial for you, too. And that's and figuring out how to do that. It's going to be different from how they set it up in the United States. Obvious for obvious reasons. Um, We don't have the cartels that are are. fully integrated into our into our government into our system into our culture oh, oh what do you mean they're called mso yeah we do, do yeah. yeah we do <laughs> i mean they're called republicans exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're really they're really integrated into our government at this point they're the ones, they're, sure. they're the ones making the rules so. they are they're the ones that are running all of the um mm-hmm. uh, organizations that we talked about um they they are the ones that are funding those organizations nobody that has the best interest of consumers and patients um actually has the money or the resources to be in Washington lobbying like they do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to have the ladies from Mexico come on the show. We'll plan that. Oh, we would love that. Progress. That would be Absolutely. amazing, Nicole. Absolutely. Sure. I, and um, we'll plan that very soon. Have that up. That's have awesome. them up yeah, very the soon. Problem yeah. is taxes, right? The cartel's not going to want to pay taxes. Exactly. No, they're not going to want to get their shit tested. Right? It's all of the rules that make a regulated market. I don't think that uh, I don't think they're going to have a problem with their with their product yeah, getting tested. No, well, I think they'll have a problem with 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 if a batch of theirs fails and them getting rid of it, then they're just going to just hawk it <laughs> off to some mule that's cattling people. Or just the, the fact of imagine imagine being in the lab calling the cartel, uh, sir. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're businessmen. They're businessmen. And I think that they want to keep money funneling through their businesses. It's already funneling. It's already yeah, it's already funneling. funneling. What, do they need, what do they need the government for? Absolutely. Government's gonna step in and fuck it up. Yeah, the government's gonna exactly, Todd, you're right. They're gonna come in, fuck it up. They're gonna start taking they're gonna be siphoning profits from the cartel in regards to this. Uh. And I just don't whole know how the cartel's going to be good will, with that. Will, uh, well, yeah, right. well, and that'll create a whole new drug war. Right? I'm confident so. in the ladies that I have spoken with on the ground as activists um, in Mexico. And I will have them up shortly to talk about what their plan of action is to really make it a, a regulated, safe industry for patients. Because that's what they're going to focus on. Not adult use, but patients being able to use the plant. And Mexico having some of the best in the world. That's their claim to fame. That everybody wants to come to Mexico. Mexico. They, that's what they're trying to encourage. We so. all know that's not the it's, truth. Uh, isn't cute. patient just short for adult use? Is no. code word for adult use? No. I mean, the, I, mean I, I know a lot. Look, adult use is recreational. A patient I, is a patient. Everybody uses cannabis as medicine, Todd. Well, know. and Todd also. I agree. I agree. I agree. All, all cannabis is medicine. I agree with in that. In the legislation that's been put forward in Mexico, this stuff is going to have to go through pharmacies. They have to be part of research projects. Mm-hmm. Mexico is making a concerted effort to make this a medical Take program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But it, it won't be a medical program until it's completely regulated. It comes in pill form or a, you know, and it's not called green crack. It's called, you know, X41112 or whatever. <laughs> I dread the day, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see <laughs> right. if, if we'll see if they're, they don't have what essentially is an FDA there. Um, and so hopefully we, we will be able to come up with a different way to look at this plant as medicine. I just, I, I just want to know. I, I think, and let me just clear that up. I think all cannabis is medicine, just so we're clear just, on that. But in order to get it legal, it's been called medicine. In order to open up the marketplace, I mean, let's not fool anybody. That's what California did. You know, that's how they got it on the ballot. That's how it passed. That's how it's legal all around the country. The cartels are going to have to own the labs if this is if this thing is going to be successful. Uh, that's right. Just that's saying. Right. Just you can't saying. fail them. I just wouldn't say, fail. Yeah, you're not going to fail the cartel on a test. <laughs> I'm just so letting like, the yeah. cartel know. What's the if point? You need some stuff passed. What's the point of test? What's the point of testing any of it if the cartel's right. exactly going to own right. the lab? That's Who? Exactly what's the right. point? All right, somebody's got to keep this show on track. Keep it moving. Oh, all right, all right. We we we, 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 we got we, two more people, Jason. Is we 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 have, you you are exactly right, Gretchen. I am so impressed with your math today. I am I so so impressed. Oh uh, yeah, that Coming, West Coast math she's using. Yes. Oh, Coming up next. That's right. It is the man with a voice. That's right. He's the founder of Digipath Labs and happens to know a thing or two about labs. Uh, he has not sold his lab to the cartel, and but he may. You never know. He may consult with the cartel in regards to when they open their lab up in Mexico. He's also the founder of the Smuggleverse, which is an online platform to buy your digital dope. That's right. It is none other than the voice, Mr. Todd Dankin. Thank you, Jason and everyone else. My story comes out of high times and it's more knucklehead government. Uh, Pennsylvania navigates legal distinction between pot infused gummies and pot infused chewables. Pennsylvania Medical Marijuana Advisory Board recently debated and voted on what? at least to the ears of a stoner, sounds like a waste of taxpayer money. Whether edibles are legal based on whether you chomp, follow, or just let it sit in your mouth. This is what's happening in Pennsylvania, folks. In Pennsylvania, the legality of edibles all come down to how much you chew it, basically rendering rules down to the movement of one's teeth and the amount of spit present. Cannabis that dissolves in the mouth is deemed legal. If it's designed to be chewed, then you're in trouble. While pills, oils, tinctures, and extracts infused with cannabis are considered legal in the state, chewable forms are not. So basically, a sublingual tincture is fine, but a nice chewy gummy is not. What comes to mind when you read the words edible, such as chocolates, are completely illegal. If it can pass as a tincture, it's allowed. Seemingly minor but apparent quite important issue was raised by a board member and patient advocate, Deanna Briggs, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports. Briggs thought it up to, um, Briggs brought it up over concern regarding newer cannabis-infused product called Chokies, uh, which she said could find a way across all dispensaries in Pennsylvania. She said they were like a cough drop, some are hard and some are softer. Rookie flavors include the typical range, such as pineapple, raspberry, lemon, and strawberry. Apparently, these are causing confusion because no one can figure out if they count as an edible or a dissolvable. Big said, these trochies are here, and they've been here for a year. These look very much like what I bought in other states as an edible. 
Pennsylvania could do away with the red tape and confusion by amending the law to include edibles. Before Pennsylvania gets there, the companies that produce and sell trochees are quick to assert that their products do not count as edibles. What? For instance, Vital Options operates medical marijuana dispensaries in Harrisburg, Lancaster, and Lansdale. They are one of the first to offer trochees to Pennsylvania, as reminded by CEO Tom Trite. The company describes their trochees as gelatin-based, slightly firmer in texture than jello explicitly designed to dissolve either under the tongue or between the cheek and gum, making them legal under the current law. Right, a pharmacist continues, they're not edibles. She further explained that for some individuals, the effects of trochies come on even more swiftly than those associated with vaping. Emphasized the distinction, he pointed out, the issue with gummies is that they are easily chewable. Can't believe I'm reading this article. While leaving edibles, <laughs> while uh, legalizing edibles would allow everyone to use their energy for anything else than bicker over chewing, authorities aren't ready to drop this quite yet. Sharing this apprehensions and falling back on the safe narrative of concern over children's safety. Here we go again with save the children. Vice Angler, the chief of police in Wright Township, and a board member expressed concerns about edibles getting into the hands of kids. He said. We have reservations about endorsing edibles as they might end up in the wrong hands. And honestly, users often do not store their product in packaging, which is what they purchased it in. It might be against the law, but it's a very common occurrence on a daily basis, Angler added. Generally, most cannabis users would agree that the argument about kids uh, thinking edibles are candy and eating a truckload is an overplayed danger weaponized by social conservatives. Unfortunately, sometimes it does happen, like the five-year-old who ate a Delta-8 edible last Halloween, although that does prove that even if you criminalize Delta-9, kids are never entirely safe. In the final tally, the motion to propose amendments to the law fell short of the necessary support, resulting in six abstentions, three dissenting votes, and two affirmative votes. In July, two Pennsylvania lawmakers introduced Senate Bill 846 to legalize adult-use cannabis, Bill currently waits for review from the Senate Law and Justice Committee for further deliberation. Additionally, along with other medical marijuana reform, a bill from Republican Senator Dan Laughlin, that Bill 538 would also legalize cannabis edibles for use by medical marijuana patients. It also requires edibles to be tested for safety and potency, and ensures that packaging protects it from children. Laughlin said he was prompted to draft the legislation after learning that residents of the district visiting a nearby Indian reservation in New York to get their edibles. He said, constituents drive up there, and quite frankly, I don't know who's manufacturing those products. I don't know if they're being tested for potency or anything, really. From my standpoint, passing a bill like this is not only convenience for medical patients who live in my district, but also for their safety. The board is set to reconvene in November. I, of course, am Todd Dankin with I at Night News, and uh, isn't Anything you swallow uh, with cannabis on it, no, considered an edible? No, not necessarily. No, 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 they're considered sublinguals. Yes, exactly. And so that's and that's the that's the difference. That's why lozenge can be considered a sublingual. That's why tincture is considered a sublingual. It's yeah. just Pennsylvania if actually. If you end up swallowing well, your sublingual, sure, or you sure, or you swallow sure, but, the tincture and 
because it doesn't really dissolve under your tongue. Well, well, Todd, they put it the does, though. on the product. Of it does. How to take it, you know, okay. So. Okay, it, it, okay. it does do all this. Hold on, hold on one second, Nicole. Is in California they were classified as a sublingual as well. I think that I think that they'll that the, that they will win this case in Pennsylvania. Please, Nicole. Okay, so if if the if a child, this is supposed to like prevent a child from from consuming it because it's not an edible and it looks like a sugary gummy treat. But a trochee looks like a TikTok, so it doesn't it doesn't it still looks the same. And and what's to prevent a child from drinking a bottle of tincture? Like, oh, this is a small size oh, gotcha. for me, just for me, like. I don't understand the logic behind, like, these are mommy's gummies. It doesn't have to be logical. Nicole, the best part part about the tinctures, the best part about the tinctures is there's, like, there's no limit on alcohol. You can have over 5% alcohol in a tincture as long as it's classified as a tincture. So it's, like, there's just, there's no rhyme or reason. Um, It's obvious. And and this just goes to prove how, like, ridiculous and pejorative, you know, know, lawmakers are still considered cannabis. Being, being a Pennsylvania native, let me explain this oh, to you. Oh, okay. Here oh, we here go. we go. Here we go with explanation. This is, this is what I grew State. up with. We grew up with the beer barn, the liquor store. You can't right, buy Jack right. on Sunday. I mean, Pennsylvania didn't reform their alcohol laws to allow beer to be purchased in a grocery store until about a couple years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. The Pennsylvania yeah. is very conservative. They are, quite. And when it comes to their alcohol laws, when it comes to cannabis, they truly wanted to set cannabis up as a medical program. That is why Pennsylvania requires pharmacists to be in their dispensaries as well in case in case there are questions. And that was how they got to pass the Republican Senate uh, to get medical passed. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what is taking so long to get to adult use in Pennsylvania is that it's very conservative. They are not on board with it. They're all about Save the Children. And so they absolutely think if something is a gummy, then it looks like a candy. And that is why they are just... What about all the ADD gummies that are out there or the ADD or, or the gummy vitamins that are out on the market today? Those That's are, all right, but God forbid. you. Uh, yeah, those are different, too. Those are different, too. Vitamin D versus vitamin C, Todd. That's the difference. Or vitamin THC. It's weird, backwards, and so. Well, the Liberty Bell has no liberty. And that's why I right where the liberty, I, and that's why I think that Gretchen's concept of making cannabis a nutraceutical, treating it like a nutraceutical, makes sense. Like yeah, that's where it shouldn't be on any schedule. It should be considered regulated, like a new like lavender oil, like mm-hmm. anything else that um, you can just buy on a shelf and and let allow people to grow their own and um, and uh, make sure that people are certified. Like make sure people have the education and resources to know how to grow their own. Like that's that is that is the answer to all of and, this. And that allows for full spectrum. And then it would also allow farm pharmaceuticals to take this one little, you know, uh, which call it molecule. When they, one molecule when they want to, one compound and create a drug there that exists nowadays. Yeah. Where there are real drugs, and then you got your you natural pharmaceutical. You have your actual plant one. medicine. And well, there's no reason that this industry shouldn't exist that way. That's well, but but, but you know, that's not going to happen. Full spectrum oil is legal. You know, so like in any state that has legal cannabis laws that has right. any well, any kind in general. Of, but but I mean that's but that's what it is. If it goes, if it gets rescheduled, then we'll see those full spectrum oils like decrease as viable product, right? right? So that's, yeah, that's so that's an it, that's an issue with the rescheduling and right. and just yeah. keeping 
if, if everyone's if everything stayed in the same state that it, that it is now um we had to still deal with the 280 taxes it would probably probably be better for all the operators in any state to do that instead of uh some evolution of these laws and that's a real shame and uh you know it's yeah. unfortunate but like we're doing it to ourselves uh you know it's every day those guys are fighting i mean you know, f fighting to change the laws and change the rules so that they can get rid of, you know, pretty much everybody that's uh, an independent business owner in this game that doesn't have any other, you know, uh, ties to these MSOs or, or whatever. And while I would love to see 280E go away, I mean, the real reform is going to have to come in taxes. I mean, that's what's killing yep. people. Yeah, but I mean, we're just trading one tax or one fee for another tax in the end of the day i'm, so I'm, I'm not willing that? to schedule i'm not willing to schedule uh schedule three i'm not willing to, to to trade schedule three for for the removal of 280 i don't think that's a fair trade exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Not, not a fair trade no not at all that's that that's that that's more like some other hostage deals that we've covered on the on the story what it sounds like to me but nonetheless we are going to kick it off we still have to get through one more story we have one more thing one more thing while we love Saman Razani and we love saying you know hello to him uh we gotta say <laughs> bye-bye we gotta go to the airport all right ladies make your flight we'll see you soon safe travels yes ladies. oh yeah be safe you know how we worry that's what happens Goodbye when you fly. Again. That's what happens when you fly commercially. You got to fly on time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, coming up next. That's right. It's Mr. Saman Razani. He's a plant formulator. He's a plant facility designer, and he's the man who reminds women over fifty how to say hello again. That's right. It is none other than the Mr. Saman Razani. How you doing? How you doing, everybody? I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and sweet. This was. Uh, this. This is really isn't a story. We all. We all know what's up with this. But uh, California. This is. This is just more nonsense for us to laugh about in the comments. Uh, Golden Gate Media presents this hilarious article. California's legalization of marijuana has made illegal behavior worse. Fed up, Sheriff Warrens. A California sheriff who patrols one of the busiest counties of marijuana cultivation said that the state's legalization of marijuana has made conditions more dangerous for residents, his deputies, and the environment. Mendocino County is located in Northern California and is home to major marijuana grows. California legalized marijuana in November 2016 when voters voted to pass Proposition 64. Many folks, including myself, hoped the legalization of marijuana would simply end the criminal issue associated with cultivation. Mendocino County Sheriff Matt Kendall wrote, sadly, extremely dangerous behaviors which are associated with the illegal cultivation of marijuana are continuing in our county. During the month of August 2023, our deputies participated in several search warrants throughout Mendocino County. Over 20 locations were targeted for illegal cannabis where serious environmental crimes were suspected of taking place. The county is home to several large marijuana grow operations, including many that are illegally operated and fly under the radar of regulation. During these operations, over 70,000 marijuana plants were located and eradicated, he added. Over 9,000 pounds of processed marijuana and 23 guns were seized. Out of, out of the 20 locations, more than half of the highly dangerous pesticides that are banned in the United States due to their toxic, toxic potency were found. He said that the conditions at some unregulated sites are harming the county's environment. 
All locations had severe environmental impacts, which included polluting of the waterways, illegal grading, water diversion, dammed creeks, um, sorry, excuse me, uh, dam creeks, fuel oil in the creeks, and water pumps diverting water from the creeks. Kendall said, several of the locations had deplorable living conditions with minimal food. One location had a poached deer. In addition, Kendall said deputies have found poisonous chemicals at grow sites, including monitor, zinc phosphide, methyl parathion, and methamidophos, carbufan, and weevilside. These are all banned in the United States, he said. These recent issues are becoming a pattern. The items, can, the items can poison waterways and leave lands uninhabitable. The chemicals have been described as a circle of death. Researchers have shown a quarter teaspoon can kill a 400-pound bear in minutes. Scavengers then feed on the carcass and are also poisoned. He said the chemicals have likely been smuggled from Mexico and South American countries. This is creating a dangerous situation for persons tending the grow sites as well as law enforcement teams who are investigating and eradicating the sites, he said. As we continue to investigate these grow sites, we have adjusted our tactics in an attempt to keep our personnel safe. And uh, that's that's our story today. I'm Saman Razani for Hyatt 9 News. What do we got to say about this, guys? I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think that the doomsday, you know, sayers that are the sheriffs and and you know a lot of the local guys are really able to accurately describe. But I mean, we all know that illegal cultivation is happening on a large scale, um, and it's been happening on a large scale pre 2016. So, what what say you, everyone, and what say you, all of our fans in the comments? Bad thing is what it's doing to the creeks and the water. You know, California is not the most you know, uh, uh, water-rich state, right? And if it's getting poisoned up there by really bad chemicals, that's bad. That's bad shit, you know? So um, on the flip side is I thought it was decriminalized. You can do what you want in California, right? You don't really go to jail for You don't really, you know, we don't take your shit anymore, right? So um, it's, a, it's a weird know uh, uh weird story because you don't want them doing bad shit and poisoning rivers and bears and everybody who eats the bear once it's dead right um well that's serious shit i think um you know i think it's just more uh, fodder for the machine of pot is bad pot is bad we, we must take it away well, I mean, it's kind of funny when you hear stories about like Mexico trying to start their industry. So what does that mean? They're going to stop, you know, doing these gorilla grows in, in Mendo and we're going to stop seeing the, the cartel. I, I don't like this is it's all ridiculous to me. It's just there's there's an obvious economic, um, you know, ideal situation here with cannabis. There is supply and there is demand for this product. And where there's supply and demand, you know that these these guys are going to come in and do what they do. So I don't I don't think this does anything, even if it's environmentally driven. It's been for years. There's a lot of outdoorsmen. I know a lot of cultivators and cannabis people in general are are very keen to the outdoors. So it's like, you know, we have to we have to keep our 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 industry clean as well and hopefully stop this. But you're right, Todd. It's just uh, it's sad that they're destroying the environment. Um, but it's uh, it's all just because this this poor plant got politicized so so badly in this country that oh that yeah this for is sure what, no 100 years of bad marketing is what it's what we're up against right <laughs> that's true absolutely mm -hmm. but um respect to everyone and uh that's that's my that's the, the story to end the day
Man, man, uh, you know, I'm some so stories like this get all these environmentalists all all up in arms. Not to mention, <laughs> they they get they, they, I, I I know that that like all the people that don't really understand what's going on, they get some all riled up too, and they're just like, oh my god, the the world is ending, all of this, yada yada yada. But this this is happening constantly, all the time, in a, in a number of places, and so it's not like. This is, it's not like all of a sudden this stuff just started happening. Like that, that that's how I feel like this sher- sheriff is trying to present it is like all of a sudden this just stuff just started happening. Like, no, like this stuff has been happening for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And someone mentioned um, that, that this is the, this is the sheriff and his department, at least I don't know if it was actually him, but that shot the, the dog on the property of, uh, this is the, the same sheriff. This is the same this sheriff. Is the same. Yep, same sheriff. Oh, they so, were saying I mean, that it's in like, the chat. I, you know, these, these guys are just as blood hungry too. I mean, the, the yeah. police up there, and we know from historical, um, you know, articles and, and reports that, like, you know, traditionally these guys were ripping off the growers. They'd pull them over. They'd take. They'd they'd rip their load, and and mm-hmm. he would never see it. It would never get taken into the into the sheriff's custody and put into like the evidence storage locker. It was just gone, and yep. they they resold it. So you know, the cops. They're just a bigger gang with badges, so I mean, it really doesn't it really doesn't matter um, what what happens with the laws. Those guys are kind of running on their own agenda, and they're gonna put pressure on the people they want to put pressure on. They're targeting a lot of growers up there, probably, and you know, at, you know, who knows where this is gonna go? But it's uh, it's never ending. So, mad respect to the people on the hill. Keep fighting the good fight. Yes. Any any words on this, Zaza? You with us? Any words on this, Zaza? No? Okay. All right. Well, all right. All right. I see the no. I see the no. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and getting high at 9 with us every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific and high noon on the East Coast. Big thank you to all of our audience supporters for always turning in daily and listening to the insanity that is the cannabis industry. Thank you to all our sponsors and everyone else. Man, it's Tuesday, you guys. Oh, yeah, still the beginning of the week. And thank you all for tuning in and getting high at nine with us. It's America's number one daily cannabis news show.